get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joey Vitale views things a little differently. Just imagine how he looks at hockey. Whoa! This is The View from Vitale, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. and T-Bone on BK. Let's go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by our friend Blues Analyst for 101 ESPN and Valley Sports Midwest. He's Joey Vitale joining us here on the show. Joe, how you doing today, my Joey, man? Joey, Joey, Joey. What's up, boys? Boys, it's, it's, it's a good day. Buffalo Sabres in town. Pierre Turgeon, Kent Hitchcock at the rink this morning. A lot of cool hockey things happening in St. Louis here. And having a good day. How are you all? Doing good, Joe. So did you get the chance to talk to Hitch? And did you play against Hitch when he was coaching in the NHL? Yeah, so he was a coach. We played against him. Uh, gosh, I think Stars, definitely the Blues. Uh, during his tenure here, I played against him here as well. And I had a chance to shake his hand again this morning. And it was great to, great to catch up with him. And I uh, saw Pierre Turgeon. He was having a great conversation with Al McGinnis. Didn't want to interrupt him. But some St. Louis greats definitely going to be in the building here tonight. So it should be a wonderful night at the Enterprise Center. So many memories of Pierre Turgeon, just like I'm sure you have, Joe. But the one that sticks the most is that overtime goal against the Coyotes. Oh, listen, a huge goal there. And, and listen, I, I know a lot of guys still to this day are number 77. Yeah. Uh, because, because of Pierre Turgeon and the, the number and the – he had one of those long visors, uh, the way he saw the game, and, of course, a long time in the making for him to become a Hall of Famer. He was one of those players for the last half decade to a decade. You know, I know, Alex, you and I and Curves would always debate as far as players that are not in the Hall of Fame that yep. should. I think not only for Blues fans, but people across the hockey world. And, you know, he, he's up there, Curtis Joseph's up there, you know, Keith Kachuk. What were some names always thrown around that were former Blues, and it's great to see him in the hall where he belongs. Joe, I've never asked you this. Who was your favorite player growing up? Uh, great question. You know, honest to God, I, it was probably uh, John Casey, the goalie, who yep. was a, a Blue, uh, which is a weird answer for a lot of people. I was people supposed to say, that's quite the answer. I, mean, I, I wasn't a goalie, and, and uh, I'll never forget my brother who was a goalie, he just had a thing about John Casey when he was playing for the Minnesota North stars. And I was seven, eight years old at the time, just kind of get into hockey. And my dad had us go up to, to watch a Minnesota North stars game. I want to say I was maybe five or six years old. So this is probably like 91, 92. Uh, I know for a fact it was Mike McDonald's rookie year because we go up to Minnesota. We took a little uh, twin engine propeller jet. My dad was a pilot. He had a buddy who was a pilot. We took this little twin engine up to Minnesota uh, in the middle of the winter, uh, Minnesota North Stars ended up playing the Boston Bruins. Uh, we were outside the hotel. I met this young guy. I'll never forget the image of him. He had a long mullet young guy. And I remember one of the one of the uh, seekers there was saying, hey, that's uh, that's Mike Madonna. You, you're going to want to get his autograph. It was his rookie season. He goes, he's going to be a player one day. 
I got Mike Madonna's autograph. Uh, I don't know where it went. Uh, I wish I still had it at the time because it would have been worth a lot of money. I met Mike Madonna. Of course, the game happens. The Minnesota North Stars uh, beat the Boston Bruins, and we had a chance to meet John Casey after the game. And I just remember what a gentleman he was, and he was so kind to my brother and myself and uh, asking us a ton of questions found my favorite player just through a relationship and a conversation of just getting to meet um, one of the first, uh, my first uh, pro pro athletes was John Casey. So I just, I never forget that image, of course. And so it was wonderful to meet John. Uh, and I have a cool picture in my office of me taking a face off against Mike Madonna. So it was my rookie year, my, my first uh, NHL camp. It was his final year with the Detroit Red Wings. That was a preseason game. He was wearing number 90 at the time. I'll never forget it because, of course, Gordie Howe, number Detroit was retired number nine so he wore number 90 and it's a cool picture uh at the uh the, the facility the melon arena there where me, me and mike madano the, the guy that i got my first nhl autograph from taking a face off so certainly some cool memories but definitely has to be john casey he was just so kind to us and and really welcomed us in which i'll never get and fast forward 26 years later and you got to meet him in the press box during that cup run and get his autograph i remember that you were you were like a kid in a candy store yeah, that's, you, you got a great memory, Alex. Yeah, he came up there and, during the broadcast and kind of hung out with us for a little while. And I quickly, when I found out he was coming, I had to go through the archive. <laughs> yep. And I found the photo of me. I had, I had, you know, no, no front teeth. <laughs> I had a goofy. I had like ketchup stains on my uh, my Minnesota North Stars jersey. And I said, "Look at this!" And he like he couldn't believe it. But I told him the whole story of meeting him, and of course he was flattered by that. And uh, still hanging around St. Louis is John Casey. So it's, it's always great to see him whenever I uh, catch up with him at the rink. Also a good reminder of the impact that one meeting yep. with somebody can have on on a, a young person, an individual, or whatever. That's that's awesome, man. A really cool story. We're talking to Joey Vitale, Blues analyst for 101 ESPN and Valley Sports Midwest. Uh, Joe, let's talk a little bit about the Blues as they head into tonight's game against the Buffalo Sabres here at Enterprise Center. It, it's been an up-and-down season, but I would say through 21 games, about a quarter of the way through the year, if you had told me before the season they'd be right in the playoff mix, I probably would have signed up for it at this point in time how would you assess you know the ten thousand foot view of the first quarter of the season for the blues well bk i mean i think it's a really good assessment on your end i think it's a very fair assessment it'll be the exact same way i think every fan should feel the same way i think every blues player is, is, is almost the expectations of heading into the year i think they, they're right there have they you know um shot short of their expectations no have they overshot the expectations no I think, I think this is exactly where, where they kind of felt like they were. I think a lot of people projected them to be a wild-card team at the end, and that's where they're at. They're at the wild-card spot. So we're a quarter of the way into the season. You know, I think there's a lot of really good. I think there's stuff about. You know, I think, I think the good is that this team has caught on to this new system fairly quickly, and I think they know exactly what it looks like. To me, that, that's the positive. Another positive is when things start to go astray, and I mentioned this in the broadcast the other day, this coaching staff and Craig Ruby have such a good grasp on what's going wrong and how to auto-correct it, and they've had very, very positive bounce-back games. So I think it's really just about finding consistently those issues, which I think that they're on the cusp of doing. Uh, that's the good. You know, the scary part about where they're at when you t- talk about just uh, flat-out standings, the scary part for me is I'm over there watching that Minnesota game the other night. That Minnesota Wild is a good hockey team. I'm telling you right now, they got some goaltending issues uh, with Gustafson and Mark Andre Fleury. It's been a little bit sporadic for those two guys, but that is a doggone good hockey team. And they didn't even have Ryan Hartman. That that's what's discerning about this division because here you are, Minnesota. You're looking at Minnesota as, as a bottom team right now, 
uh, just above the Chicago Blackhawks. I think the Chicago Blackhawks are a bad hockey team in this division. I don't think they're ever going to be very good in this division this year. I just don't see it happening. But to me, every other team is going to be right there to the end. I, I didn't think Minnesota was a team at the beginning. Uh, you look at their record, they lost five in a row. They sat at five and ten. We came into the building. I haven't seen a play. Even talking to Bernie Ferdurkel this morning at the rink, he was super impressed by how hard the Minnesota Wild But They just haven't got very much good goaltending. So that kind of goes to show you that Minnesota, even though they're you know towards the bottom of this division, they're a team that's going to that's gonna be there to the end. The National Predators, they're on a tear. Last I checked, I think they won six in a row. Yep. So all of a sudden, they're a great hockey team. We saw them last week, uh, Alex and PK. That was a doggone good hockey team in St. Louis and just bully the Blues around. So you look at where they stand, there's a lot of positive things. There's a lot of uh, up, I would say. But to me, the downside is kind of what's out of this team's control, which is this division. It, it's going to be a dogfight to the very end. And even those teams towards the bottom, they're below the Blues. We've seen them with the Nashville Predators and the Minnesota Wild specifically. Those are good hockey teams, and they're going to be there in the fight just as well. These home games are huge. Uh, they have another one tonight against the Buffalo Sabres. Joey, will be watching. We'll be listening to you on the call with Chris Kerber tonight. Uh, pre-game coverage with you and Alex starts at 6 o'clock. And then puck drop with you and Kerbs coming up tonight at 7. Appreciate the time, as always, man. A belated happy Thanksgiving to you and the family. We'll talk with you again next week, my man. Hey, sounds good, fellas. Always enjoy our chats, and we'll uh, talk to you guys next week. You guys have a great weekend.